We'll talk to Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com. Get his thoughts on Game 1, minus Harbaugh and Sharon Moore. Wolverines 1-0, first half fantastic, second half just going through the motions. How you doing, Chris? Good, Bill. Thanks for having me, buddy. Hey, uh, so what did you expect? Uh, then at halftime, what are you thinking? And when the game ended? Yeah, I, you know what? Pretty much this. I thought they'd score a little bit more, but I think the game went a little bit faster. They had fewer plays thanks to the new rules and got stopped down there at the goal line with a couple of a uh, couple of bad plays that I think uh, I don't think Donovan Edwards is the back that you're going to use down there against a better team. Uh, really, Blake Corm or, or maybe even Kalel Mullings, but. Um, Overall, solid. I thought the defense was outstanding. They were stifling, and uh, the run defense was exactly what I thought it would be. Uh, I thought that ECU's game plan was outstanding, too. I thought they they came downhill kind of like TCU did last year and filled the gaps, and uh, Michigan adjusted quickly. Leaned on J.J. McCarthy, who really one of the best quarterbacking uh, performances I've seen in a Michigan uniform uh, since I've been covering this team. So, uh, granted, the competition will get better, but he was on the money with his throws, his confidence. Um, it is what it is. A little bit worried about the kicking game, I think, and uh, the offensive line is still a bit of a work in progress, but overall, pretty solid win. And McCarthy looked really good. He, he, he really did. And again, it's East Carolina. Yeah, they loaded up the box. The running game never got going, but I think if I'm a coach coming in, and I'm looking at you know McCarthy's slow start against TCU, and granted, a college football Final Four is bigger than East Carolina at Michigan. Uh, but I, I looked at this game that they were going to force McCarthy to throw the ball to beat them. He did, and Michigan moves on, and they get a W. Yeah, and they asked Mike Hart about that today, Michigan's run game coordinator, and he said, you know, there were times that they, they were in zero defense most of the game, and bringing the safeties right up to the line of scrimmage. And he said those guys were getting the ball and the, and the safeties were about a yard away. So uh, he said we had to adjust, and we did. And as Blake Quorum said after the game, he said, you know, he had 71 yards, I think it was, or 73, and still averaged about 6.6 yards per carry. And he said it's not about me, it's about us. And if they want to if they want to take us out of the game, then we got a guy here who's proving – Proven that he can get the job done, and uh, just you know the calm, the, the the poise that he showed in the pocket, and uh, you know you can learn some things against against weaker competition. Uh, a couple of things that I learned, McCarthy, I thought really felt the felt the pocket better, uh, and his throws were on the money. He had some contested throws and in the tight windows, as Jim Harbaugh said today, that were really impressive. So I looked like an NFL quarterback, frankly, which is what he's going to be eventually. So. Uh, again, a good start. And then they played the the backups and the threes and the fours for the entire fourth quarter. So that's what you're going to want to do as well. Get uh, rest some of your guys, and especially McCarthy. You can't afford to get him hurt. And Harbaugh, if I read the Wolverine.com story right, he went to Moore's house and they watched a <laughs> the game. Yeah, Sir Owen Moore, Michigan's offensive coordinator. He said they had sandwiches and. Uh, uh, he said he woke up in that morning, and and, and he said uh, Sharon Moore invited him over, and that's what they did. So um, the good news, you know what? Uh, two things. It, it's different when you don't have your position coach there for the offensive line. Everybody's talking about the offensive line, and you know they rotated the the offensive tackles, and they're going to do a little bit more uh, rotating this week and the following week as well. UNLV and Bowling Green games, but not having Sharon Moore there, I think hurt them a little bit. You can tell that the. Uh, the cohesion wasn't quite there, and as Mike Hart said again, he said, you know, there was one guy here, one guy there, otherwise we would have run the ball anyway. He said well, a missed assignment here or a missed assignment there that they expect to clean up, so 
think you'll see the running game be a little bit better in uh, against UNLV as well. But, yeah, Harbaugh was happy for his guys. And uh, this week it'll be Jay Harbaugh and Mike Hart getting the nod as the, uh, as the head coaches for half of the game. By the way, uh, Harbaugh in his weekly presser did say uh, the job of a head coach on game day is to be the, quote, guardian of victory, which Harbaugh has signed a five-picture deal with Marvel movies uh, for <laughs> guardians of the victories. And then he added uh, a line that's been all over Twitter this afternoon. There's no offense. There's no defense. There's a we fence. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? It was um, a lot of people upset about the pass rush too. I want to talk about that for a second because uh, you know, but they really uh, ECU was getting rid of the ball quickly, and um, so that's something we're going to look forward to as well next week. They'll see if they can generate a little bit more. But uh, that interior defensive line, I know, had been working on that. We expected a little bit more of them. Yeah, we'll see what happens this week. So, uh, you know, when he said we fence, that there's no offense, there's no defense. I've never heard that phrase ever, ever in my, you know, 32 years of doing a talk show in my entire life. Uh, What do you mean by we fence? Is that team? Um, Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, the no-star defense. And uh, they were down a couple guys, too. Rod Moore didn't play at safety. uh, And Will Johnson, their elite cornerback. So... But, you know, they rely on everybody. And I thought, uh, for the most part, uh, the young guys stepped up and played really well. Keon Sab at safety. Josh Wallace at corner um, was outstanding coming over from UMass. A little bit bigger than I thought he would be, honestly, uh, but very sticky in coverage. So, um, But that's the one thing that they don't care who gets the credit. Uh, they all talk about that. They were upset that they didn't get the sacks, but only from the standpoint that uh, – you know, they wanted it as a team. They aren't trying to pad their stats. Same thing that Blake Corum said about the running game. He said, we don't care. So uh, he wanted to make it clear that uh, these guys are all on the same page, all about one thing, and that's winning. And he also made it clear that it was just one game, and they've got a long way to go. But uh, very pleased with what he saw on Saturday. Last year, we all complained all September. He's not showing anything. Where's the blitz packages? Why aren't they throwing deep? You know, look how the season ended up at least winning – uh, the Big Ten winning at Ohio State. So I'll, I guess I'll reserve judgment until you get to some games that mean something. And based on what I've seen from the Big Ten, Penn State didn't look spectacular at home. And again, we're talking about new quarterbacks in a lot of places or a lack of offensive weapons. Ohio State at Indiana, Nebraska, Minnesota, not a lot of offense. Uh, you know, Michigan State, you know, halftime it's 10 7. You're wondering what's going on. Purdue gets beat by. Uh, Fresno State paid them a million and a half bucks to come to West Lafayette and beat them. Uh, there's nothing offensively. Cade McNamara looked good in the first half uh, for Iowa, but I'm trying to think uh, where the wild offense in Wisconsin struggled against Buffalo. I, you know, it's obvious Michigan is the best team, uh, but you're not going to show everything against East Carolina. You get UNLV, you get Bowling Green, you get Rutgers. Uh, who look decent against a Northwestern team that looks like they've quit on the university. Uh, until we get to at least Rutgers, I have to reserve judgment. Yeah, and you do it. It's one game. I thought Drew Ellar looked really good for Penn State, and I thought that was the big question mark. And he looked poised. He throws a great ball. So uh, their defense looked a little bit leaky against the run, and we'll see if they change it up. It's going to be a harder game there, Bill, and that's the one I predicted them to lose. But 
Ohio State looked uh, certainly looked mortal uh, offensively. They aren't going to be what they have been in the past, but their defense looks better. Let's see how inept Indiana really is, or if uh, if Ohio State's defense has really improved. But their offensive line was really bad, so uh, there will be games. Uh, Nebraska, for example, it's going to be interesting to see Nebraska and Colorado. I thought their defense was aggressive. That's not a good football team, especially offensively. But I thought that they were aggressive defensively, so that could be tricky when you go on the road, but. Overall, it's going to take a couple of games for us to know what all these teams really have. Michigan State-Washington, for example, I think will be a telling game. And um, Ohio State at Notre Dame in a couple of weeks. So, But for Michigan, we won't know probably until they go to Nebraska, maybe even after that, Bill, what this Michigan team really is. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com, his latest podcast at the Wolverine.com with Doug Skeen on Michigan football uh, is up. Chris, appreciate the update. We'll talk later in the week and look ahead to UNLV. You bet. Thanks, Bill.